Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here they come to the stripe. Richard Petty's STP Oldsmobile. Waltrip dives to the inside. Petty almost put him off in the grass, and Richard Petty will win. Yeah, I mean, he's the best racer ever was, most wins. It's Richard Petty by a foot. Petty wins his 200th career NASCAR victory. Well, without Richard Petty, where would the sport be? He's a king. Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall. He's coming down toward the finish line. Will he make it? Motor Racing Network presents Richard Petty, Road to Royalty. The winner of the World 600, Richard Petty. He's always got something funny to say. He's always got a story. Ladies and gentlemen, this crowd is going wild at Daytona as Petty takes the checkered flag and wins. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to our Richard Petty Road to Royalty series. We've arrived at the grand finale of our Richard Petty story, though certainly not the grand finale for Richard as he celebrated his 80th birthday at the beginning of July and is still going strong. Last week, we talked about how Richard viewed his legacy. This week, we hear how past and current drivers view his legacy in Part 10, what we call the legacy. In a sort of passing the torch to a new generation, Richard's final race in 1992 at Atlanta was Jeff Gordon's first. Oh, I mean, there's certainly a tremendous amount of focus around Richard. Uh, you know, everywhere he walked, he was just swarmed with, with fans, and he was so gracious. You know, that, that most of the hype and the buildup, even though there was a championship that was going on that didn't include Richard, the attention was, was on him. For me, we had tested at Atlanta, we were fast. Uh, you know, I, I certainly, because I was wanting to make a good first impression, was putting a lot of pressure on myself, and I think our whole team was. So we were sort of in our own little bubble, trying to focus on, on coming out of the box strong. And, uh, you know, knowing that, that I was going to be starting you know, full-time the next year. So uh, it, it, was, it was kind of a blur in a lot of ways because there was so much going on. But I certainly remember the impact that Richard had on the sport at that time and that day or that weekend and, and what it meant to me. As a young guy coming in, wanting to be successful, I realized right away that in order, if you're ever going to be a Richard Petty, there's a big commitment to the fans. And I don't think anybody's ever done it like Richard, but um, it, was, it was certainly great to see. Richard's career spanned several decades, and the number of drivers who can say they got to race against the King is large. Dale Jarrett was a fan of the 43 car growing up and then got to race his idol during his own career. Obviously, it's one of the thrills of my life uh, to, to be a part of that time and that era and to grow up as a kid and, and literally be there with Richard Petty and then to race against him and then to see all of this, a lot of this honoring uh, is uh, quite phenomenal. A guy who called Richard boss several times during his career and who happens to have a very famous last name in racing history himself is John Andretti. Well, I remember him. Uh, I remember, of course, the big Daytona 500 win, his 200th win. Remember hearing about it? You know, you got to remember back then, NASCAR, they were on TV once a year, 
basically, and that was the Daytona 500. And it was the first of the year, and it was snowing where I was at usually. So, you know, you get really excited about watching it, and then they start in-car cameras and all this other stuff. And, and I swear every time Cale Yarbrough had an in-car camera, he won the race, so he became a household name instant, instantly. But the thing I remember a lot is um, the King's final race at Atlanta. It was, um, I think, Jeff Gordon's first one or something. It was King's last one. And the King got the doghouse ripped off and everything, and he went out there. And, and um, you know, most people would have just said, you know what, I'm done. But he has so much respect for the people that come and the fans and everybody that loves the sport that, you know, he came back out on the track and did what you would expect the King to do. He did the right thing. And, and, um, and I always remember that about him. I mean, for him... You know, I have a lot of admiration for him. Not, you know, there's race car drivers that win a lot of races and win championships, but it's how they're off the racetrack that I think is is more important than what they accomplish on it and how they use that success to to help others and do things for others, and, and the King is at the forefront of that. Casey Kane drove for the King in 2009 and 2010 under Richard Petty Motorsports, and Casey says for a young driver like him, being around Richard was an experience not many get to have. Great to have Richard around. It's great to learn things from him. He's a great people person. Uh, works awesome with the teams and, and the people around the shop, which is really nice to see somebody like that talking to us, you know, and, and we can learn from Richard. So um, he deserves to be on that list. Uh, he's won so many races and done so much for NASCAR for the sport. Eric Almarola currently has the reins of the 43 and has had the reins for several years now. And Eric says that feeling of knowing you drive the iconic 43 never, ever goes away. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge honor um, to be able to drive that 43 car with, with Petty Blue on it um, and, and our Smithfield colors is, is uh, such an honor. Uh, everything that that car and Richard Petty means to the sport and represents, um, to be able to have the opportunity to, to fly that, that number on the racetrack um, everybody has some sort of an emotional attachment that's a NASCAR fan to that number. And so to be able to be behind the wheel of that car is, uh, is really special. Kurt Busch says Richard is a true pioneer of NASCAR. His 200 wins and seven championships make him a true king. The legacy that um, the Petty family has is, is, is incomparable. And so it's neat that he's still here and autographs every week. I mean, he's, he's the most... Charismatic, and his personality is so big. Every time you see him at the track, uh, he's got his hat and sunglasses on, and he's, he's just happy-go-lucky. And yet, uh, he is the face of our sport when it really um, comes time to branching it back to the past. And so, my favorite story with him, uh, or my favorite moment, was watching him win his 200th at Daytona and having chicken with President Reagan. I mean, that, that doesn't happen every day. And the time I got to meet him at uh, Richard Petty Motorsports in Level Cross, North Carolina, uh, that was a big moment of walking into King's office and being there where, you know, the history and, and a big anchor of our sport has been rooted. It was really neat to go to his office and share a moment with him there. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Jeff Gordon says he didn't have a lot of interaction with Richard, but the brief moments he did have were ones he'd never forget. You know, I was so focused on, on doing the job that I was doing for the 24 car and Rick Hendrick, but there were these moments where certain things would happen, and Richard would, was a great reminder. You know, he would maybe say something to me about, I'll never forget one time at, at Indianapolis, I qualified on the pole and I left these black streaks off of turn four coming to, to the checkered, and I, and I was on the pole, but he made a comment in the media about how foolish that was that you know I was so much faster I didn't need to do that and 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 I heard about it and I later talked to, to him about it he's like yeah when you're that fast I said well I didn't know I was that fast and he said well you should have and and you know told me a lot about Richard the competitor um, and and you know how uh, knowledgeable he was about what the driver's mindset and mentality and and how he pushed and the things he accomplished on the track and, and how aware he was of those things but then also uh, you're talking to him at times not very I didn't talk to him a lot but when I did it was always a meaningful conversation and and sometimes it was in passing and it could have been uh, and I, I think a lot of times it was me asking him questions you know, like man how did you do it how did you balance it out with competition and fans and and boy he was always really quick to just immediately go if it weren't for those fans you wouldn't be here i wouldn't be here none of this would be happening and he and and he's right and and you need that reminder because you get so focused on competition especially the the level and the seriousness that the sport and the professionalism the sport has today you need to be reminded how important those fans are Even drivers who have never raced against Richard and never drove for Richard say he's made an impact on their career. Martin Truex Jr. says he doesn't have a really cool story about the King, but just seeing him interacting with fans and drivers reminds him of how he should act. Just seeing him around the racetrack, you know, and and what he means to the sport. and The fact that he's 80, he doesn't look a day over 60. You know what I mean? um, He's just an amazing person. He's fun to talk to and, um, you know, just such a huge part of the sport so it's fun to see him around each and every weekend it's fun to talk to him he's always got something funny to say always got a story i don't know how he hasn't ran out of stories yet but uh just a just an awesome guy really glad he's uh, he's doing well and, and he's still hanging around here nascar xfinity series driver brennan Poole says while he's not old enough to have watched richard race he's raced at some of the same tracks and it blows his mind how Richard could have dominated the old tracks. Looking back on some of the history and just uh, thinking about all the things that uh, he's done for the sport, and, like, you know, when he was racing and, and winning all those races, if they were racing at Hickory and it was dirt, you know, I raced Hickory, you know, not that long ago, so it's just kind of crazy to, to look back on that, and I saw um, some of the stuff they were doing. I can't remember where I was watching on TV where they were showing, um, um, you know, some of his cars and all the history and things that he, he had done, and, and um, it's really just... Uh, uh, amazing to to think about that. What an incredible career, and and uh, to be 80 years old, be at the racetrack every weekend. You know, at Dover, he was right there in the mix, looking at the car, asking questions, talking to talking to Regan. So, um, man, it just um, that, that's incredible to me. Even through his 50 plus years of being involved in NASCAR, Richard hasn't been able to meet and talk to every fan. It's just impossible. There's too many worldwide. And Eric Almarola says he wishes every person could meet him 
because he's such a remarkable person. Man, I wish everybody had the opportunity to meet and spend some time with Richard Petty. I've been incredibly fortunate to uh, to have some of that time and to hear some of his stories. He's a very neat guy. Obviously, he's a he's a storied figure in NASCAR with 200 wins, seven championships. I mean, he's accomplished things that uh, any modern-day driver like myself can only dream of, and uh, some of those things are probably uh, realistically out of reach in, in modern NASCAR. But it's so cool to listen to him. To, to talk to him about his rookie season and when he first got started in NASCAR and then to kind of try to overlay that into where we're at today to see how far the sport's come thanks to people like Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt, the guys that really paved the way for us. Even Richard's son Kyle doesn't know how the family will be remembered. Kyle grew up going to races, drove for the family several times, left the family team, and came back appreciating what his family had done. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. You know, my grandfather was here when they first started, and then my dad, and then I came along, and then Adam came along. And, um, you know, we're funny. We're from rural North Carolina, and we talk about it a lot. There's a lot of fifth and sixth generation farms over where we live. We just happen to farm race cars. Uh, it's kind of the way we looked at it. And, and it's just a job we did. And, and honestly, you know, my grandfather, I, I heard him tell a guy one day, you know, the guy was said we're putting you in this hall of fame and he said i i didn't drive a race car to be famous and be in a hall of fame i drove a race car to make a living and that's what my grandfather did uh, my grandfather my father drove a race car to win races wasn't to be famous and wasn't to do anything else it was just to win races so i, I think when you look at at richard petty you, you have to look at yeah he won a lot of races and yes he won a lot of championships but I, I think you have to break it down and see it's the person he is it's the guy who would sit at North Wilkesboro on the inside pit wall and sign autographs for seven or 8,000 fans that were there because that's all the people that came to the race. It wasn't, the sport wasn't where it was 100,000 people coming to races or 150,000 people coming to races. It was the beginning of the sport, and it was a part of the sport where the sport had to be helped and had to grow along and had to have the drivers help a lot. And, and you have guys like my dad who signed a million autographs and sat there, and I think the legacy of of Richard Petty is he grew up in Level Cross he went off and won a lot of races but he's still just that kid from Level Cross he, he never never really got away from that um, he won a bunch of races and, and that's the guy that, that people are going to remember but the people that met him will always know that he was just a good guy everything Richard Petty has accomplished in his 80 years has led to one remarkable career and a legacy that reaches so many aspects of NASCAR and beyond Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the past 10 weeks and our journey through Richard Petty's Road to Royalty. Richard Petty Road to Royalty is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the description and accounts contained in this broadcast must be with the express written consent of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.